0: This is a Radio.com original.
1: I didn't realize the all had to be fastened very tight. So <laughs> Oops. I, I, I back out. I'm in a hurry. I get on that, the, the I-10 Express flying down to the station There, It's about... a. 20-minute drive and as I'm flying it's getting bumpy and it's getting bumpy and all of a sudden I see the I, <laughs> the car dips and I see the the, the wheel go roll flying off into the air and I'm to <laughs> to Steer the car, and I'm like, oh, and she, first I had to bring the car to a halt sliding off to the side and then I'm trying to keep an eye on the tire I don't want it so to go it rolls into the other lane through the median and there's a woman driving bounced off the front of her car
0: Welcome to a new Talking About Cars podcast, where everybody has a car story. I'm Randy Cardoon, who once drove a gutted '64 Ford Galaxy in a figure eight race. Did but you? Didn't? Yes, in Carson City, Nevada, by the way, and <laughs> lived to tell the tale. And yes, my lovely and talented co-host, Hot Rod Bob Beck, who has been at the mic for many such figure eight races.
2: Uh, yes. Have you ever driven in one though? Not in a figure eight. I did I did drive in an enduro with skid plates, which you take off the rear tires and you just yeah. put on plates. And then I did a USAC dirt track race. Really? Yeah, I came in second. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, and that's not fun. bad.
0: Explain what USAC is for those who don't know, and I'm sure most of you do, but go ahead.
2: Well, it, it was a sanctioning body much like uh, NASCAR is, and they were the premier sanctioning body for racing like Indianapolis 500 and dirt tracks all over the country. Now they've been usurped. They're still around, but they're not the big main, uh per, not promoter, but the sanctioning body for racing any longer. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, back in the, back in the old age. And um, uh, when I got started doing uh circle track announcing, ah. they, had, they had a uh, officials race and they put me in a car. I, you know, I, I drove sports cars. I did auto crossing and a little road racing, but never had driven on dirt, especially uh-huh. with a car with a V eight. I was running four cylinder cars. So this was this was kind of fun. It, it was interesting. Getting sideways was, was cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I'll talk a little bit about my experience when we bring on our guests, but I, I it is certainly something I wonder if he's ever got involved in. Uh he is, of course, a guy, a well known sportscaster. Worked many years, many years at ESPN. Moved to Fox Sports at the turn of the century. (laughs) At the turn of the century? century, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. At the turn of the century, he is one of uh, Fox Sports's. Uh, NFL play-by-play announcers. Uh, He, for many years, he's been piloting the pre-race festivities for NASCAR's on Fox Package. So that's going to be coming up. And Chris Myers uh, is joining us. That'll be fun because Super Bowl is behind us. And Daytona 500 is just around the corner. That's it. So that's that's the big time. And there's some new stuff on there for NASCAR we're going to talk to Chris about. In fact, Bob, there is a lot of changes going on with NASCAR right now. So I think, uh, let's see, I believe Chris is, uh, is he
2: waiting for us now? Is he standing by? You know, and this is going to be with the, the start of this year's Daytona 500. It's an anniversary for him because that is the first race he did for Fox Sports, I believe. Mm-hmm. Like 20 years ago,
0: 21 yeah. years ago? So, how about that? All right, let's just not wait until further ado. Let's just get the ado right into the focus and bring on our guest. Uh, Like I said, he's done sports casting and play by play in so many different sports. Let's just, I mean, he's done the Westminster dog show for heaven's sakes.
2: And since he's 16, yeah, since he's 16 years old, he did the dog show when he was 16. No, but he started oh, his oh. sports, his sports show in Florida when he was 16 years old.
0: Okay, so when we get to be his age, wait a minute, he's younger than us.
2: I know. Oh, That's
0: a scary. This part. is what happens when you start young. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, put your hands together. The one, the only Chris Myers joining us right here on the Talking About Cars Podcast.
2: Hey, Chris.
0: And there he is, ladies and gentlemen. The one and only Chris Myers joining us on the Talking About Cars right. Podcast. Thanks for joining us, Chris.
1: Good to see you, buddy. How you been? Good to be on with you guys. Uh, we finally made it happen. I've been trying to get on for such a long time, but your show is so popular. Yeah, yeah, up. that's it. Yeah, that's it, go. yeah. No, we'll go with that. Thank you, thank you so much,
2: Chris, for that.
1: All right, we're, we're going to use
2: that for our advertisement now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> before, well, I appreciate it.
0: Before we start talking about cars. Being the sports dude you are, let's take a quick tangent and put the Super Bowl behind us because, you know, let me get your thoughts on that 31-9 Tampa Bay win over the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I know uh, Patrick Mahomes' mom may disagree, but uh, it seemed to be pretty much uh, all Tom Brady and company.
1: Yeah, and it really was, you know, the, the Bucks winning didn't surprise me so much as just that it was so lopsided. I really hadn't seen Patrick Mahomes beat that be or defensed so well. A couple of factors, not excuses, but offensive line, not hundred percent. And the toe injury, which later required surgery, you yeah. know, it, it gets in your head a little bit. Plus there's that psychological factor. Bucks at home, Bucks got beat by Kansas City earlier in the year. When you're the winning team, you say, Hey, this works. We keep doing it. When you're the losing team, you say, we need to adjust. And they did. The Bucks' defense was really outstanding. They could have been the MVP, but just Brady getting to Tampa Bay and how he elevated that team and helped recruit, you know, a, a Fournette, an Antonio Brown, a Gronkowski, uh, and then the mentality of, of uh, Bruce Aarons. It really I thought they were a playoff team. I didn't know they were a Super Bowl winning team, but in this matchup, I, I really liked what they did, and don't blame the officials. It, you know, there were a few calls. There always are, but this one was so dominated by Tampa Bay. It could have been uh, a lot worse. Bad, just a bad day, bad game for, for Kansas City, but the Bucks played some of their best football, and that you could see it happening Two towards the playoffs when they, you know, they knocked, if you think about the quarterbacks that they beat along the way, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and then Mahomes, and, you know, they beat them in their own building except for Mahomes winning in New Orleans and Green Bay, and the defense had a lot to do with that, and then Brady, uh, his feeling of the game at age 43 having probably a lot more talent to throw to offensively than he ever had in terms of a collection in all those Super Bowl years in in New England. So the best team uh, did win in what was a crazy year, and, and glad that we were able to complete it. Amazing that there were no Canceled games that entire NFL season.
0: Well, there were some, not canceled
1: games. There were right. games
0: pushed back. True, yeah, true. games
1: were postponed. Teams right. had to roll with awkward situations. Some it seemed unfair to others based on the the contact tracing and, and what happened. Some of that was brought on by people not being as careful. But to me. When you think of a roster and coaches and all the people involved with 32 teams to go through the whole year and not having a bubble like you did during the season with NBA or or the NHL, uh, it was was absolutely amazing. So Tampa Bay, but L.A. still has, you know, it's still kind of close, right, because the Lakers and Dodgers have championships for hockey. They got the lightning in the NHL. In Tampa, and then the and then the Bucks, and in, in the in the uh, in, obviously the Super Bowl, the NFL. So and and so the tiebreaker would be the Dodgers beating Tampa Bay in the World Series. So I think that gives them the edge. But two two great years, or I should say, two great cities getting through a difficult year to have success.
0: All right, last football question, and then we'll get on to cards. Do you have a prediction for next year's Super Bowl?
1: Wow. Okay, early <laughs> for that. Uh, <laughs> this is really early, but yeah, you yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I think what, what will fascinate me in the NFL offseason, and we saw it last year with Phillip Rivers, right, moving to the Colts. They make the playoffs. You know, as, as Chicago did some shuffling. You know, they they made, but, but obviously Brady was the key free agent probably of all time when you think about what he brought with him. But amazing that there just weren't more teams going after him. Of course, he kind of hand-picked Tampa. Anyway, So so this year, as we're talking, there's a lot of, which quarterbacks going to go where, and who's going to be drafted in terms of some young quarterbacks? Uh, and to me, that'll have a lot to do uh, with who gets back to the Super Bowl. Look, the Packers have been to two championship games. They made a change on uh, their defensive coordinator. I think Rodgers still is right up there with with Mahomes and Brady and some of the great quarterbacks we're talking about. So it wouldn't surprise me to see the Rams and Packers battle. Uh, in the in the nfc uh over the afc i i, I think you're going to get a little more competition from from buffalo i that they could go a step further and possibly the the steelers so there's a few teams that will automatically be favorites like kansas city and new orleans but i i don't i wouldn't expect those two to, to be uh to be back in uh in the super bowl game all
0: right very, very good interesting no more football i promise there we go okay no more, no yeah, more we football can talk Football all day i, I we... know it's cars but we can it's talk cars it is. It's cars. It's, it's cars, about- but it's
1: also you. It's also okay, good. you because everybody
0: has a car story. Yeah. So let's talk okay. about your car story. Uh, let's go back into the Wayback Machine uh, to you growing up as a kid. Did you grow up in a Chevy family or a Ford family
1: or? No, I love it. For, I'm definitely Ford family, Ford dominant. But we had relatives in Cleveland, Ohio, that were Chevy diehard fans. And my actually, I have an older brother and a younger brother that were more into auto racing when I was into other sports growing up, but still a car family. And we would have just when we'd get together with our cousins from Ohio with their Chevy, in the phone, Then we would have Ford Chevy kind of <laughs> head-to-head battles. Even in the car, you know, the, the Ford Station Wagon, the Galaxy. You know, some of those that we uh, that we grew up in. Uh, yeah. That, but yes, definitely, and still, and still, I would say at least my brothers are. I've kind of grown into some other areas of, but but still a Ford family from that standpoint of, you know, what my dad drove a Ford Bronco, what my brother wanted, has driven, so uh yeah definitely the blue oval arranged with us dad drove a ford bronco impressive yes yes and it That's... went oh, and i kept it for over a 100,000 miles really wow wow yes. yeah wow it, what what kind of did he
2: do any off roading with it? I mean, you're you're from you're, you're from He's Florida, by, right? Yeah, from yeah, Florida,
1: but yeah, from South Florida. But remember the kind that had the kind of the the red and white, almost a maroon and white color. If you remember that two yeah. Ford Bronco, it was a little yeah. faded. Kind of we're going we're going back a bit, and that actually would, you know he kind of handed it off to one of my brothers who used it as a second truck to kind of haul stuff around, uh and, and uh, you know, and whatever they were doing. Uh, so, uh but yeah, as a as a kid, Ford station wagons, and some of them are, are a little bit of a blur but that's kind of what we you know we we couldn't afford brand new ones so they were used and, and we had you know of course she, we, you'd be in the back and we gave them a large family of five kids so we just split up the rows and whoever was I usually it was in the back end my youngest brother and that's how we traveled around uh,
2: that's what that was going to be my next question you got the nine passenger and you're facing the back window getting all the smog
1: in <laughs> right there you go inhaling the fumes yeah. right and, and you know of course ashtrays were standard back then of course of, a lot That's of our, our our family relatives, parents, smoke like casually, and they were you know outside. Then the smoke would come in from that side. It was just it's just <laughs> just how we grew. seat belts were optional. Which oh, thank yeah. God we've we've improved in that area. Yeah. <laughs> Stop short and wave as you go by. It's not a problem. Yeah. So Sorry. so is That's that true. how
0: you got your first car? Is a hand me down from the folks?
1: Yes. It, well, it was not from the folks, but it was kind of a used car, and it was a a red Ford Falcon, is what. Ah, I Yeah, uh, and I. I forget the yeah, Well, so I was, it was in the 70s. I was in high school. So I'm trying to remember the year that it might have been a 77. I didn't have that one long because I was going to work hard, even as a teenager in high school and working in radio uh, down in Miami. Oh, well, that'll to guarantee upgrade, that, you know?
0: guaranteed that you kept it at yeah. least 20
1: years. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're right. The way radio, yeah, the way radio pays, right? So, mm-hmm. but I had a little help with, with insurance and that type of thing. And that, I, from there, my big step was it wasn't new, but getting a, Getting a Dodge Charger uh, was kind of my thing. Yeah, it was my. That's in high school to be able to afford that. Even though it was my breakthrough. And then later, a Dodge Challenger. When I wrecked the Charger uh, because my driving record was a little shaky. Uh, but uh, you know, so, that's, oh, yeah, by the way, the family too. I think my mom drove a Ford Maverick. Do you remember those? The Ford yep. Mavericks? Oh yeah. Right. Yep, yep. 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 So that was when I drove them. You, you got two of the Wait cars I own. There we go. Wait a
0: minute. Like one of these?
1: Yeah. There you go. Yay! Hey, okay. Okay. I yes. got this.
0: This is actually from the Reader's Digest back in 1969-70. <laughs> you That's... could send in like box tops or something, and they would send you a
1: dealer Ford Maverick. Yes, yeah, so we there had the go. powder powder blue though that that my mom had. I kind of learned to drive on <laughs> that one. Ah, Uh, okay. And so, uh, from there, let's see what else. Too, and I went to the Dodge Dodge Charger. So then I, it was a let's see, in the it was only three or it was only three or four years old, whereas the Falcon was probably five years old. I see,
0: okay. But and then I
1: and then and then I got because the Ford family pressure, my brother, I I got into a Grand Torino. I bought a Torino with gas. you You didn't have to worry about gas prices as much. So look at that back there. Okay, that that was Uh, my Maverick. I didn't get the model. I got the real thing. What year was that one? What seventy one. 71. Okay. So yeah. my, we might've been a little bit later because it didn't have as much chrome on it or maybe it wasn't as souped up as, as yours. Is that no. souped It looks a little souped up.
2: No, that's oh, actually it's... stock. It was the Grabber model. It was their uh, oh. performance appearance because they never okay. had horsepower. They had performance appearance.
1: <laughs> that's great. I was th- thankful that I never had, uh, no offense, but to, I, we owned the Pinto. That was, we drew the line on safety somewhere. but <laughs> <laughs> I okay. remember, the, remember the gremlin too. that back. Oh, when yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, it was like a hazard waiting to happen. I, I just, you know, I thank goodness people we moved on from those.
0: Ah, uh, yes. Back when we thought this is the stupidest design ever. Who's gonna buy yeah. a car without yeah. a trunk? You know, right. that kind of right. thing. Well, but if it's good.
1: affordable, if it was affordable, and you could get a car. As a, you know, that was a big, right? That was a big step in your in your life to get, you know, to get a, your driver's license. Yep. And I don't know if, if if younger people today, like you know, my son obviously is not as 20, but they weren't in as much a hurry to get the license to get their own car. It no. was that sense of freedom oh, to no. get out. Maybe they live through their iPhones. I don't know how they yes. how they do it. But that was a big deal for me in my time. Wow, Charger
0: and Challenger. I like yes. that. That's very and that a great.
1: And then a grand, grand touring gas heater, which was like I felt like I was driving a tank after those. It uh, those cars. It so wasn't it, a red it, and white Starsky and Hutch version, was it? N- no, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> kind okay. Of, kind of a gold version. It was kind of kind of corny. But okay. then later, I I when I when I got a little a little money, it was working at local TV. So Randy, that's where you know that's where the money the radio. Ah, yes. So when I, you know, I was, I was you know, kind of okay. I'm on the air a little bit. So I, my big dream car there was an RX-7. You remember those? The oh gold? yeah, oh yeah. Yes, it was. I had yeah. a red one and a gold one with the, the hatchback roof that you had. To, so you didn't want a convertible necessarily, but you you'd have to lift out the roof. Right. Um, and I rolled one of those, of course, which was a, a rough story, but thankfully Chris, it was okay. You so,
0: seems so. like such a normal, calm, <laughs> everyday guy that follows the <laughs> rules. Is there a? But, is, Is there like a
1: little side to you that we never knew about? Well, it's reason that later I'm covering NASCAR <laughs> for Fox, yeah. I get behind the wheel, and I, I think I can, like, take off and go anywhere, and you can, you have certain, I remember that this, the, there, was, there was, like, two days after I got the red RX-7, flashy, bright color red, so cool, and I'm driving, I'm doing local uh, TV in New Orleans for the CBS affiliate, uh, they're flying down the i and a cop pulls me over, and he was like, he leaned in, he said, son, this car goes pretty fast, doesn't it? And I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know how fast? And I was like, I wasn't really looking at the spin he's like, get out!" over your license and registration but uh-huh. it didn't go well so i learned to, to drive more safely after a few uh, a few but i'm not a real handy guy with cars it's funny my dad could change oil and an engine and my my, my my brother with a fuel pump whatever carburetors. i i always just you know watched and he was like come here you'll learn something instead i was trying to why i was watching football or baseball <laughs> and it'll get it, 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 later funny story change it, a tire you ready for this go ahead uh all right. So if you have time, I'm, I have one of the RX-7s. I'm in New Orleans. I'm doing the uh, five o'clock sports during the, the week. And, and it's uh, noon. So I, I rush out to the car. I'm running a little late and the car has a flat tire. So I, I didn't have triple So I, I, mean, well, I, you know, I, I didn't, I wasn't really handy with changing the tire, but I'll just do this myself because I'm in a hurry. I threw it on and I didn't realize the lug nuts. You know, again, I was probably early 2021 too 20, 20, 20, 20, whatever. I was on TV early. Anyway, I didn't realize the lug nuts all had to be fastened very tight. So <laughs> Oops. I, I've, I back out. I'm in a hurry. I get on that, the the I 10 express, fly down to the station there. It's about a. 20 minute drive and as I'm flying it's getting bumpy and it's getting bumpy and all of a sudden I see the I, <laughs> the car dips and I see the the, the wheel go fall, roll flying off into the air steer <laughs> the car. And I'm like, oh, and she first I had to bring the car to a halt sliding off to the side of it. then I'm trying to keep an eye on the tire I don't want it to go it rolls into the other lane through the median and there's a woman driving bounced off the front of her car thankfully she was okay she swerved to the to the median uh, I jump out, you know, I run over, make sure she's okay. She was fine. The you know, insurance card will take care of things. Uh, the, the tow truck drove me into this. I was like five minutes to five. into the The producer wrote things up for me. And I, I had to jump the suit, sweating in my suit, do the sports cast, And then out of there, go back and spend hours with the insurance and, and all of that type of thing. So ever since then, I kind of learned to let somebody else call triple A, have somebody else change the tire. That's that's okay. really that. yeah. And so
2: that's without, why I'm you, we've we've out. Now. Don't let you drive in a, in a celebrity race and you can't work on the pit crew. That's it right there. You're right, I'm,
1: pit crew. I. That's why I have <laughs> such an appreciation. For not only the drivers of NASCAR, but for the pit crews and how quick and efficiently uh, that they that they do things. So, I'm crossing um, out
0: the question, gee, Why did they pick you to do
1: NASCAR? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> all right, that, that, that works. Well, because I relate I relate to the everyman who watches NASCAR. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, yeah, That's probably that's sure. probably why. Funny story, true story. That a lot of what I told that to, I think it was Kevin Harvick or one of the you know one night we were sitting around with some of the drivers and they would never let me forget it. The story is. <laughs> raged on it everybody in NASCAR must know it by now they keep bringing it up uh, and teasing me about it but it really happened so it's, it was a learning experience just like some of my my exceeding the speed limit okay
0: so yeah. in our open uh we had asked the question I asked the question of Bob had you ever driven a race car on a track? Because I too, at one point when I was in Reno many years ago, I was in a celebrity race and they put me behind the wheel of a hollowed out 64 galaxy. And we had to do the, we had to do the figure eight race. And of course the, the Ford obviously did not go very fast and I kept flooring it and I kept wedged between other cars. Had you ever been in that situation where you got to do something like that? Well, I, did.
1: I bumper cars. That was pretty good. No, but I bumper I did. cars. All right, so I'm but I no, I did get uh, when NASCAR when Fox first got to NASCAR. I was able to uh, out at the California, but then the California Speedway, you know, and and also in Charlotte, uh, get out not not racing against other cars, but getting out in a in a race car. And and getting the feel of handling it and driving it and the speed. And again, I didn't and 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 so that that was a cool experience. But it just reminded me uh how I how I how wildly I, I drove when I was on my way to work. So like, man, these guys, I didn't I couldn't even get up to the, some of the speeds that they were with the banking and, and uh just the feel of being in the car. So that was a really that was a cool issue. I did it two ways, one where I was behind the wheel, and one where I had somebody driving and I rode along to kind of make sure they didn't, they like, they'd heard stories. They didn't want to let me out on my own, on my own because those cars cost a lot of money, you know, yes. you know like, you know, mm-hmm. but the great, the great experience was I had a couple, it was a few years ago at the Daytona 500 on that track, you know, with the, the 30 plus degree banking at Daytona and Daryl Walter, we did it for a feature running in the Fox pre-race show, Daryl, the hall of fame driver, um, he was driving a limo and I was supposed to be sitting in the back with, uh, you know, a martini glass. And, and so we were doing the shoot of the glass had the thing, so it wouldn't spill and all that. We were, you know, had the cover on, but we did the bit and then Daryl goes, Hey, let's really see how this goes. And he took off and I was like rolling around back and forth of the, uh, of the, of the limo. I'm like, easy, you know, easy. Uh, let's, uh, let's go. So Daryl had a little fun with that. Gave me a, a totally different experience for, uh, for what drivers go through, but yes, that's, and that's why I, It's something I could never attempt to do. And it's funny, I was just talking recently with Chase Elliott, son of Bill Elliott, uh, the, the 2020 NASCAR champ in the nine, the famous nine car with Hendrick Chevrolet. And I was asking him a little bit about, you know, because people always ask me, is a driver really an athlete? And he was like, yeah, I don't have a problem with that. You know, you need skill, hand-eye coordination, now you can be fit. But, the, the, you know, the athletes, they're different modes, soccer, NBA, whatever you're doing, NFL player. Um, but but drivers have to have a certain set of skills and, and certainly and training and you put in the effort. But I don't, you know, Certainly, I, I I didn't have that kind of thing, even when I'm driving to work, apparently. So I have to be careful. All right. Well,
0: new season of NASCAR starts at Daytona this year. And it's hard to believe, Chris, that you've been with uh, NASCAR on Fox since the turn of the century. Turn of the century. Wow.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah.
0: That sounds, hey, yeah, I like around remember <laughs> back in the olden days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bloody, this is your 20th year with them now. 21st, actually. 20. Yes, technically. You're Congratulations right. on that. So Thanks. what do you see really as some of the top storylines you're going to be looking at this
1: year? Well, uh, number one, the the 63rd running of the Daytona 500, which other than winning a a championship in the sport, is always the most important, unique that they start with their their biggest race, their Super Bowl, if you want to call it that, in, in NASCAR. And Denny Hamlin, who's now 40 years old, Joe Gibbs Racing, Toyota. Uh, Now he's involved in ownership too with Michael Jordan and the 23 race team that has Bubba Wallace behind the wheel. So some unique circumstances, but Hamlin as far as the Daytona 500 goes and going into the year has never won a championship. He's been close and he has won three Daytona 500s, but He's won the last two, and nobody has ever won three straight Daytona 500s, and he's got a pretty good shot in this 40-car field of, of doing that, which would be amazing history. He's also had the two closest ever finishes in the Daytona 500, and one of those was like a tenth of a second. I mean, that's a blink of an eye. It's amazing when you when you talk about a photo finish. So those are a couple for the, the Daytona 500 that kind of, uh, stand out. Uh, obviously, the the sport has become a lot safer, uh, thankfully. have had uh, the, we had Ryan Newman, who last year wasn't that far away from winning, uh, Rocket Man they call him. He had that horrific crash, uh, which caught everybody's attention, and yet you know he was able to walk away unharmed. At least once he got checked at the, the hospital, and he's back to race uh, again. So it, kind of a sentimental. A choice for some people even though he has he has won before and and ford chevy toyota there's a lot of drama and then the other story for this daytona 500 is, is some guys who have been champions of the sport and have won a lot of races almost everywhere else but they have won the daytona 500 and kyle bush comes to mind and also brad brad keselowski so we got a toyota guy and a, and a ford guy that if one of those were to break through but you know super speedway daytona that track you have to do some drafting. You, you got to be good and lucky because you can get caught up in big wrecks. Uh, and it, and I think a lot of drivers like there's more road courses this year in NASCAR. And I think a lot of them th- feel that some of those uh, tracks, you know, they are a little bit more in the hands of the driver. Whereas this one, you know, there's a high risk reward that that you can only control so much because of the speed and what's going on uh, with the other drivers around you. All right with
2: the uh, NASCAR you've seen the a lot of changes over the last 20 years. One of the things that has always kind of eaten at me is they've gone from recognizable somewhat cars to now we're running Mustangs and Camaros and the Toyota that have no visible appearance mm-hmm.
1: other than stickers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It used to be, remember the what was the old song? You know, you, 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 race on Sunday, you you sell, sell it on Monday. Right. And where there's, you you know, I would like to see a Buick, Buick Pontiac Dodge back in it. I, I, heck I'd like to see, you know, Honda and Mercedes. Uh, get involved. And I think NASCAR would too, uh, depending on the economics. Uh, and, and those are some things, there are some in, in the works, but yeah, part of that was to balance out the competition so that like Richard Petty just wouldn't win every week. You know, it's like, you uh, know, you don't want to get it so lopsided. Even so last year, there was, a, I don't know, five or six drivers that won the majority of the races, but what what was good in, in last year, you had more green flag passes. You had, you know, half the races were decided, you know, within a few seconds or a last lap pass. So th- that's the idea. Now you can make the cars, they're still right. There's the Toyota Camry, the, the, the Chevy Camaro and the Ford Mustang. Uh, but the labels the, and a lot of the engines are, are kept the same. People try to bend the rules, of course, a little bit mm-hmm. to, to make them faster. But But you really want the driver to make the difference and you want the the manufacturers or their engines and cars they put out there to be as competitive as they can. It's, it, it's really, it's just, it had to change a little bit I, I think because of where the sport has gone, but I would like to see uh, some of the other manufacturers get involved and in a little more separation in the look of the car. So it looks more like the car we would buy or drive, but again, the engine is different and, and, and certainly the material in terms of making it safer roof flaps and, and some of the, sure. the the inside setup things like that.
0: No, I agree and and I was mentioning this to Bob beforehand about how it reminds me of remember motorific cars when we were kids that basically it was all the same mechanics underneath you just slap a body on it right and right. No, you could, no matter what you put on uh pickup truck okay uh Chevy uh Ford and it was basically the same stuff inside and I agree with you it'd be great to see more cars that actually look like cars you would see in your dealership
1: yeah even if you had uh and i know it would be costly i think is from what i'm under, but even if you had you know different types of toyotas in there camry you know or Alexis, lexus or different types of, of chevys uh, uh or fords that uh, you know if we can't go too far out of, uh, of the range but and that may happen in the future i uh, i don't know where now i mean nascar i'll give them credit for off of last year they were the first sport remember to Again, a little bit more able to do that with a driver in a car with the with the pandemic and how you do things without a without a crowd and limitations of the pit crew. Um, but they're, they're trying to rework the schedule. They're trying to th- make things a little more fan friendly and TV uh, friendly as well. But keep the, the speed factor, the risk reward, uh, the heated competition where drivers can get close and and, uh, you know, go after each other, go door to door and rubbing his race and all the fun expressions that we've had through
2: the years. Especially with NASCAR, that's that's where it's been—the days of uh, AJ Foyt, and yep. they're they're gone. And right. They're recognizable. This driver always right. drive like Petty, like you said. Petty yes. was known for his Mopars, although he right. had a heck of a uh, run with General Motors vehicles. Right, uh, and there were various General Motors vehicles being used. Now we've got, like you said, the Solara, the Mustang, and the Camaro, uh, yeah. and they really don't even look like what they're supposed to be. It's just yep. it's just the badge.
1: Well, and and it was weird, you know, you you had even Bill Elliott, right, came from a Ford background and then, of course, later Dodge. I mean, obviously drivers, I think even Tony Stewart changed over and then became – you know, he, he went to Ford before he was Chevy, and there was a little bit of a Toyota in there. So, uh, but, you know, you have to go where the money is and where the sponsorships sure. are. And, and thanks for the correction on, on the Toyota, on the Toyota as well. Sorry, the Camry's in my head. That's well, <laughs> no, it, it, is, it, 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 may, it is the Camry, I believe. I believe yeah. It, yeah, it is Camry. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah the it's is. Is
2: t- I'm thinking SLAR because I still equate NASCAR with two door vehicles. Right. Okay, and the Solar <laughs> is the two door. And you know, it was like when Dodge was still running in NASCAR, it was a Charger, but that's four door. Yeah. But they had it set up so it didn't look like a charger, right. or it didn't so look like, like a
1: four-door. Right, more of a two-door, which was a sporty, you know, sport yeah. image, which is what yeah. you want to race in. Yeah.
0: i got to ask this. I'm just looking behind you. Is Are you a Beatles fan?
1: Uh, yeah, my so my son's room with oh. is a deputy, he, he is uh, uh it's funny uh because he's a younger generation but a music aficionado who plays instruments and and loves the history music and and is a uh, Beatles fanatic and and has been um and so yeah well and, and so we have some I threw some of my sports stuff behind here I can you, I tried to put my Emmy out but I I guess you can't see usually I carry it around in the neighborhood and, and just so the people will ask you know and what they, they usually say is oh is, is there a garage i'm like no i won yeah game okay game. we'll just hold yeah.
0: on to these oh, there. oh, God, oh boy i got no, it I'm is, sorry.
1: That, <laughs> is that for real bob or is that did he no, that he
0: Oh, this this is honest. a well this okay. is an la emmy which is okay. you know but it's, but still hey
1: la is big la, got, is, yeah. LA is you know better LA than poughkeepsie but but, yes, but mine's a national emmy i competed against other that's right other. you you yeah. win so well, this is <laughs> as close as I
2: get, guys. Come on. What is that? Oh, like, Bob? Hey,
1: what's oh okay. Oh, the okay. gas. At a car.
2: You. a car show. I won a trophy. Dang. All right. We all have <laughs> two. We all have
1: trophies.
2: We we all do. Have we do.
1: I was doing uh, I was doing one of our one of these in our virtual world like this with uh-huh. Joe Buck. And I, I was interviewing him and I had my one Emmy behind, and he, he was sitting like by his face and goes, Oh, we're gonna do that. So and he reached out. <laughs> he started loading up. he had like seven or eight Emmys he lined of course up in a row, I couldn't see them. Well, he was a good sport from all of his play-by-play NFL World Series, etc. So anyway, Man. but they're good to have. I don't, they don't, yeah. you know, they don't, it's just, you, once you get one, it's like, uh, yeah, nice. it's, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. It's a know, nice thing to have. How many do
0: you need,
1: Chris? Right. I how how well, many are, do you yeah. need? <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, does it really validate, and, and it really is true, because there's times where you do things that you think that's more deserving <laughs> of some kind of accolade. Yeah. Uh, but you don't, you don't get it, and, and, uh, <laughs> So it's not nice at to, all. I who needs it's to, nice to have I but this to. is breaking news that Randy has uh <laughs> was that? Was that yeah. no
0: this is from a long time ago. This oh is, it is okay. Yeah, like, this uh, is from man, 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 doesn't man, 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 remember man. it's been so long twenty so long. nineteen like, they nineteen ninety seven when I was okay. on TV at the LA Fox affiliate. So oh, yes, right. Okay, oh, and I was out, over so. at
1: ESPN. Yeah, I was doing yeah. the, uh, the, the Up Close show in the 90s with From LA, took over for Roy Firestone, who that's right. created the show. Yep, yep, right. They hired
0: you, I was gone. See, you know, it's so. all how that money thing works. <laughs> <laughs> but that's something different. We're going to well, take so. a break. And of course, when we come <laughs> back with Chris, he's going to tell us more about what's going on in NASCAR. We want to find out, Chris's list of the cars one day he really wants. We'll talk about that coming up on the talking about cars podcast on radio.com and the two tired guys, YouTube channel right after this. Back again, Randy Cardoon, hot rod, Bob Beck and our guest, Chris Myers of Fox sports as we get ready for Daytona 500 coming up. And of course, we're showing Chris the other way to do a podcast, one that will maybe help his own podcast get as popular as this, Sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Chris Myers, tell, tell us about <laughs> your podcast. Well, I, well, I, well, I'm going to look I began in radio. So I'm an old radio guy. What I liked about the podcast option, CMI Chris Myers interview on podcast one is that it's, it's, we don't put people on so they don't have to worry about the camera and all that you just talk like, and you, it's a conversation that you're listening in on Uh chase Elliott uh, spoke to him recently about a number of things beyond, beyond racing. have had Jerry rice on uh, just a, a number of different people that, uh, Uh, you know, Urban Meyer was on Jimmy Johnson. So I I like it because it's almost like doing a a radio interview, but you don't have to take the commercial breaks. You can go for 30, 40 minutes, tell long stories, have a conversation. Uh, So that's fun. And then, uh, yeah, so it's available on podcast one or Apple podcast CMI Chris Myers interview with their lineup. And then uh, that's Chris Myers. Fox is where we are on Instagram and the on uh, Twitter, the underscore uh, Chris Myers to follow uh, things that I'm doing either with the podcast or with uh, Fox, Fox FS One, and also the Marquee Sports Network, which uh, brings uh, carries Cubs broadcast. I've done some sports trivia shows. i will be doing some play-by-play there, and and some other studio interview shows. Uh, so it keeps uh, it keeps me busy. But that's what's cool about it. This is what's fun about this podcast too. Um, you know, we just kind of talk and ramble, and sometimes you don't have to prepare. I, mean, I don't know nope. if you guys did. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. But nope. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> that's why I have
0: that's why I have the Emmy standing by. he <laughs> did his about. homework. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you but you yeah, you don't want it to sell like the typical. I mean, we, that's why you like the variety of you don't want that edited down rehearsed kind of that's right. thing. You know, I don't know yeah. what I was in for with you guys. I put yes. on my seatbelt and oh, hang it up. a lot of they people know. say that. Yeah. Yes,
0: exactly. All right, let's get back to Chris Myers Man of a Thousand Car Stories. What are what are the cars in your garage right now?
1: Uh, We have in the family, I have a Mercedes E-Class, which that was my kind of my dream once I got through my different cars that I talked about, like, boy, one day I want to buy a brand new Mercedes sedan, you know, and again, we didn't know what variety and how expensive you can go way up on those, as you know, cost wise. Uh, and I'm a, I'm a big purchase the car guy, not a lease, because I like once I get used to it, keeping it until Smart, man. things become outdated or, or safety. But then, you know, everybody has their preference. I know I have friends that want to change cars every two years. So we have, we have that we, uh, my My son drives a Honda Accord. That he, that he's had from we got in late and then through college and he and he doesn't want to yeah he likes it he feels comfortable so he hasn't moved on and my wife is a is a, a high energy plug in Prius let's save the planet save gas uh, think wants to go towards Tesla all uh, maybe all electric at some point but because of the you know the charging stations and timing. So we also have a Prius that's part uh, energy and part uh, fuel, which uh, it's, I think they have 100,000. There's another one that we, we don't want to get rid of, like maybe 100,000 miles. But they, in fact, Toyota called and said, hey, uh, we want to examine and take a look at this. You have this. We'll give you a new battery yeah, because this car keeps rolling. So they did. They kept it for a week, tested some things, and gave a, gave a new battery. So that's the uh, that's the lineup.
0: Did you uh, have uh, to pay for the fair. battery? So No.
1: No, they gave it. Really? Yeah yeah, yeah as, as, as as a way to look at the car and observe and, and check mileage and things how it works so it's kind of kind of their research which is kind of yeah. a cool thing so trying oh, to figure out so. why it's still running is you know <laughs> yes, I, yeah. it had, not, yes it, not, nothing caught on fire yet so. yeah yeah
2: <laughs> that's a always good a good thing, thing. yeah, yeah. They, ins- they install the receptacle inside you can plug it in your toaster i don't know yeah.
1: <laughs> but i'm not because here's the thing and i i because i don't drive you know you figure in you live in southern california you drive a lot uh, but I don't, because I travel a lot. So, you know, flying to NFL games or NASCAR using rental cars. So I, it's not like I would have time to drive a lot of cars at home, you know, so if I had a collection of cars, if I, you know, just was sitting around and say, Hey, I'd get one of these or get one of those, uh, certain cars that I, that I like to drive. But I, I am the kind of guy that wants, I'm comfortable in a car and I've, you know, tried different, you know, when you're on the road, it's fun to have some different rental cars. You go for a sports car, you go for some SUVs. I mean, it, that's kind of my, where I get a break in terms of variety, uh, to kind of to test out uh diff- different types and uh and have uh yeah a lot of them seem like a blur to me because you know you can you can upgrade but there's a lot of fun cars to drive but i i i've as you know i've had to tone down my thoughts of being a race car driver behind the wheels <laughs> from my earlier years so I, I i'm kind of a boring driver in that sense yeah i still get a little in you know, a hurry at a road rage but but i also um you know have to <laughs> adhere to the adhere to the laws that i'm more the sedan type than than the sports car type now at this stage of Of my driving experience.
0: Note to self, do not go in a car with Chris Meyer. (laughs) Okay.
2: Check the lug nuts.
1: Right, check the (laughs) the (laughs) lug (laughs) nuts. The mature, experienced uh, Chris Myers. Yeah. What other what other tire changing story that I should have learned from before the, what I told you? I was a teenager working in radio in Miami Beach on uh, WKAT and driving home from the late shift after midnight across the causeway, and and I see. Remember the uh, I forget the type of car, but they had the wood paneling on it. Yeah. Uh, the station wagon. And yeah, I don't know if it was, yeah. Whether it was whether we had Ford? Yeah, right would And this was an older, older model. And and this this older woman had her car broken down. It was late at night. You know, she didn't she didn't have anybody there to help her out. But the, but her car was older and it had kind of a you know the wood had worn down. The car was had rust, that type of thing. But so I, I pull over, I say, Hey, are you okay? And this was before we had the cell phone thing. And I said, uh, she says, Yeah, my car, bro, and the tires flat tire. I can't, I don't know that I have everything to change it. And I'm this <laughs> so I'm thinking, well, I don't, you know, I'm not really the type. I said, I I could drive somewhere and tell a gas station or someone to tow, or or is there somebody I'll drive and, and tell somebody to. Yeah, and call, uh, and so she said, "Well, no, I really, I just think we should try to fix the tire." I'm thinking we, we that kind of means me. So I said, well, <laughs> I said "Yeah, okay. What's uh, is that? Is this the jack in here? What you know?" I mean, so anyway, we, I start doing, I and I put the thing, the jack, and the people, I put the jack into the side of the wood and as I'm cranking. It, no. it's going, in, it's yeah, it's going into the wood and into the car. <laughs> Yeah, and the car is tilting, and she's like, "I don't think is that is that right?" I like, I'm just trying to lift it up, lady, and get the tire on. We didn't even get to the lug nuts on this one, so uh, thank God because I think I was ruining her car. But a, a state trooper uh, had noticed uh, this 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 guy trying to fix a tire, <laughs> and he pulled over and put his lights on. It was like, "Son, here, I step aside." And in a matter of moments, he of course he couldn't fix the wood and the damage in the car. Like (laughs) Like a good
0: neighbor, Chris Myers is there. He he corrected
1: her. uh, He got her tire on, and I said, "Look for the damage there. I can, you know, I can have my dad help me pay for it." She's like, "No, no, no." I said, "No, it's an old car. I'm just glad, you know, you helped to try or tried to help me uh, go on on my way on the state trooper." Said, "Son, let uh, let the (laughs) professional, the professional." (laughs) Yes. well yeah some yeah yes. somewhere there's
2: somebody trying to restore this station wagon right now <laughs> trying <laughs> and, to uh, figure out how that, you know? how did they get a dent from the bottom up i don't know or,
1: yeah how does that happen how do you, i was like i was like that was really the first experience with so I, that after my lug nut, i am, I am just, i'm just done changing tires i don't care what's what's happening so okay you know,
0: so no. of all the cars you've had including certain ones that uh, we won't get into.
1: Uh, If you had a chance to get one of them back, what would it be? Probably the 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 Dodge it was a blue Dodge. Well, the, the Dodge Charger was gold. The Dodge Challenger was like a blue, and that was after and that and that year. I wish I could remember. It was a seventy something? Maybe you guys would know the exact. Seventy
0: one through seventy four. So, Seven. well yeah, Seventy three.
2: So 70, 70. I think yeah. seventy
1: three might have been the the look. of okay. it, it had the. Do you remember? And this was a, a moment where when I got this, my brother teased me. The the great Steve McQueen movie, the chase movie, Bullet, where he's a cop in San Francisco. Right. He's in a Ford Mustang. Right. And the and the the two bad guys are in a Dodge. I think it is a charge a charger Charger. A yeah. Yeah. Charger. They were yeah. in Charger. Yeah. yeah. So that's the he teased me about that because he had a Mustang and he was a Ford guy and he's like picking on me for leaving the Ford family. But I just liked the look of not only the Charger, but then the Challenger had that kind of a a kind of a low, almost like teeth of a shark or a barracuda grill. Um but anyway, Plymouth Barracuda. Uh, but that's probably the one I'd like to have back and clean it up. And it just—it just had a, some cool moments for me at the at the, at the time. Uh, yeah. Which, yeah. You know, of course, it's if, out you, there.
0: if you remember what happened to that Dodge Charger in the movie, it hit a gas station.
1: They are. Not gonna Yes, I, it was yeah. a bad ending for bad guys. But at least, they, <laughs> you know, I saw the tire come off too. I think. Yeah. You, I think you're yeah. right.
0: Yeah. 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 Chris, do you have a list? I know everybody seems to uh, a list of the top cars you would like someday. Give me like your top three that if you buy anything, you would buy that.
1: Well, I think certainly uh, a Ford Mustang, probably in that 60s era, if it was in great, you know, in mint condition, that, that kind of represents a thought, kind of what we were talking about a, a little bit. I, You know, I'm not so much old school car collector. I have friends that have them, but I would want a car I could drive. You know, Mercedes, to me, the, the upscale Mercedes, it's the ride, it's the feel. I guess if I was going to be a snob, you know about things—a Rolls Royce or, you know, the the ghost or or even a Bentley, you know—and I you see them around. How you know, and all the neighbors, not all the neighbors, but some of them have them who've, who've done very well or who want to put their money into cars to, to that degree. So those are kind of some of the ones off the off the top of my head. But uh, as I said, I, I'm, I'm less of a car collector. That I am. Once I have my car, I still. It's funny. I grow. Uh, you know, it looks at me like, uh, you know, like uh, all of a sudden, where we hit the skids when I'm washing my own car and waxing it. But I do that once in a while because it just takes me back to my roots. You know how I grew yep. up. You know, and that and that kind of a thing When my dad did it, my brothers did it, and and, and they always they always have a line when I'm out there. That, hey, you want to do mine next? I'm like,
2: oh, no, <laughs> yeah, um, there you go. Yeah, everybody does that. Yeah, it's that right.
1: So watch but, uh, the car, but
2: don't touch the lug nuts. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's right. They don't know that story. They, they don't there. know. They do now. <laughs>
2: right.
1: yeah, Everybody that of, knows you know, that story. Before I got into radio, that was part of like lawn service and clean, washing, cleaning cars for this company, where it's kind of my my side job as a teenager, as a teenager. So cleaning cars, I'm pretty good at. Um, you know, Tire repair, fixing the car, not so much. Even driving, a little shaky.
0: Wow. Now, you also did something for Fox. You uh, basically did play-by-play of the Westminster Dog Show.
1: Yes, big so, uh,
0: you're doing it again this year? Assuming yes, they it, have it.
1: Yes, and it has been moved. It's usually in February at Madison Square Garden, the longest consecutive running sporting event uh, after the Kentucky Derby uh, in 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 the history of this country and uh I grew up with dogs dog lover again not not so much a show dogs you know we had all kinds of dogs in our neighborhood and that type of thing and if, but I I never showed them or or was a was a trainer or that type of thing so it'll be in June it's going to be it's it's it'll be somewhere in New York in uh, uh it's called the Windhurst estate so it's I think it's in Westchester County. So more a little bit of an outdoor, almost like on Apollo polo grounds with a tent. And this is because of COVID. They had to, to, to move it, but to keep it going. And it will be on, on Fox, uh, on the network. And, and uh, I really enjoy it. Just being around dogs, the process. And, and also it's like doing uh, whether it's NASCAR or a football game, because I have a, a judge, a former judge and a former groomer or dog trainer, uh, or someone who's shown dogs and they're, they're the analysts, you know, so I really get to ask the, the questions. And the one thing they told me, of course, when I came into this, because I, I, I am a big fan of comedians and have always been outside of sports that, you know, the best in show is hysterical, but please, you know, don't, don't go there. Uh, you can have fun with it. So, so that was kind of the, the boundary of some of the things that I had to kind of guide through it, but I really do enjoy it. And, the, the, the number of breeds and, and obviously the serious competition, the, the way they get the seven categories and then decide on on best in show is uh, it's a fascinating process. Very different from uh, you know, obviously as a, as a sports broadcaster, you approach things each you know, each way for that sport, football, baseball, uh, NASCAR and, and the dog show. And I, I find it very now the, the, the comments I make under my breath are some of the humorous things I think about kind of kind of help speed up the process in my mind. But it certainly is worth watching. Uh, how do you, 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 you how do you talk about a dog that just spins out? <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't. That's the other thing. They're very well behaved, and I, you know, I mean, I, I guess if I was a groomer, I could handle that rather than handle lug nuts. But, but I have <laughs> there you go. I have observed. I have observed the process of how. But these dogs, I mean, they live. You know, the ones that reach the highest level, they come to New York. I mean, they live like kings. I mean, they they're, they're treated like superstar athletes. It's uh, it's really interesting. Wow. Of course, uh, Chris is going to be doing NASCAR
0: on Fox starting uh, this coming weekend, and that's going to be th- – how many weeks do you guys get this year? How many we go races? all the way
1: to mid- – yeah, mid-June, the all- right to the All-Star Race, uh, all right. which is in Texas this year. And I'm, I'm just on the – I just do the pre-race show with Jeff Gordon and Clint Boyer, who then move up to the booth with Mike joy to call the action. Clint Boyer, it's his first year doing this full-time. Jeff Gordon, of course, the Hall of Famer, uh, you know, four-time NASCAR champ, three-time Daytona 500 winner, who's, who's kind of one of the great faces of, of NASCAR and has really brought them forward. Terrific guys, different personalities, which I'm looking forward to. It's a little bit of the Howie Long, Terry Bradshaw kind of vibe. And you know, one's the beer drinking, dirt track guy, the other one's the Madison Avenue, SoCal guy, or Northern California in this case uh, with, uh, with Jeff Gordon. But they're both very, very knowledgeable Uh, about the sport and have had success in different ways. So it's a lot of fun uh, to do that.
0: Well, we're looking forward to not only that, but also you talking to their kids, because when you talk to some of the uh, driver's kids, even though they're really young, it's pretty funny stuff.
1: Thanks for bringing No, thank you for bringing that up, Randy. And, and Bobby, because I we, we started a few years ago and they, they all, you know, as the drivers have gotten older, they have four or five year old. Mm-hmm. And we did, uh, we've done some different kidding with Chris, they call it on all the pre ratios. And, and for this, because of, of this year, we, we did homeschooling. So I was like this with uh, I think we, we had Eric Almirola, Kyle Bush's kids, and one of their daughters, and and we asked them different uh, terminology about racing and uh, tried to keep their attention. So we had like a we had a little geography about NASCAR, we had a little uh, math about NASCAR, and some vocabulary, and they were they were terrific. Uh, we'll put it together for Sunday. Uh, it's one o'clock Eastern, ten a.m. Pacific on the pre-race. Yeah, well, the kids, you just you can't go. It's the old let them just be kids. Uh, they they steal the show.
0: You never know, Chris. You're, you're getting involved in all sorts of stuff there and good luck and it's been fun having you on the show don't forget to thank you for joining us and don't forget to remember to listen out there like and share most important subscribe to our little audio podcast that could the video podcasts are on our two tired guys productions youtube channel when you subscribe well you'll get notified when a new show goes up so by subscribing you help us we help you help us we help you Follow us on social media. Check out Chris's show on uh, Podcast One. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as well. Until next time, I'm Randy. That's Bob. That's Chris. Having fun, talking about cars. We'll see you next time,
2: everybody. Take care.